In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy One, Three in One who makes the call and tells us that we're righteous. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, a lot in this world has to do with the decisions that we make, with the calls that we make, with the things that we say, well, this is the choice that I'm going to make for my life. And sometimes that means the choice that we make for our lives in terms of what job we're going to take, or what class we're going to take, or who we're going to hang out with, or what we're going to do that day. All of those choices seem to sort of aggregate towards our life and make our life what it is. Depending on choices that you made maybe even 20 or 10 years ago, perhaps you wouldn't even be in this sanctuary this morning. Perhaps you wouldn't even be listening to this sermon right now. Perhaps you'd be someplace else. Perhaps you'd be across the other side of the world. Perhaps you wouldn't be on this earth anymore. We don't know. But what we do know is that when we look back at the choices that we've made in our lives, they say something about who we are today. And those decisions, those calls that we make, well, sometimes they're good, right? Sometimes we make the right decision. We make the decision to go for the right job. Or we make the decision to hang out with the right person. Or we make the decision to do the right thing. But we're sinners. And so because of that, we don't always make the right decision, do we? Sometimes we make the wrong decision. Sometimes we make a decision that we're going to say something when it was probably better for us just to keep our mouth shut in the first place. Sometimes we make a decision to do something when it would have been a better decision to do something else. Sometimes we make decisions in our lives that are not perfect, that are not good, and they do affect our lives, but sometimes they affect our lives negatively. Sometimes they keep us from living our lives to their fullest potential and their greatest potential. And, well, I have some examples of some people that probably are kicking themselves for a few of the decisions that they made quite a few years back. And I'm going to read them to you because these all come from rejection letters to people. And um, uh, I'm sure that they're kicking themselves. The first one is um, back from the 1920s. The wireless music box has no imaginable commercial value. Who would pay for a message sent to nobody in particular? About the radio. Some of us still remember what that is. Um... This one, especially if you kind of uh, took a bath in what has been happening economically with us, stocks have reached what looks like a permanently high plateau in 1929, right before the stock market crash. We don't like their sound, and guitar music is on the way out. Decca Recording Company rejecting the Beatles in 1962. 640K ought to be enough for anybody. Bill Gates in 1981. I think my phone has more than 640K now. And I don't even have an, an iPhone like some of you do. Even farther back, Louis Pasteur's theory of germs is ridiculous fiction. Professor of Physiology about Louis Pasteur. I do not believe that the introduction of motor cars will ever affect the riding of horses. 
I do not think that it would be practicable to introduce pedestrian crossings in London, or anywhere else for that matter. London was the first place with them. And then, last but not least, there is no reason that anyone would ever want a computer in their home. Sometimes we do make those wrong calls. Sometimes we do make the wrong decision. We do something that when we look back at it, we kick ourselves for. And most of the time when we're making those wrong decisions, it's because we're making those wrong decisions without the correct information. Without the information that we need in order to truly make the right decision. And sometimes you can't know what that information is, but sometimes you can. And that's the case with our faith lives. Our lives where we say that we believe that God has a purpose and a plan for us. Our lives where we believe that God has come into this earth to offer us salvation. There's information about that. And you can pick it up. You can pick it up even today in the sanctuary. They're right over there. It's a stack of Bibles. But, well, if at least, I mean, maybe University Lutheran is a little bit different. I certainly hope so. But if national statistics prove true, there's at least one person in this room that has not flipped one of those things open within the year. There's a few of you that it's been, well, maybe not quite a year, but it's been a long time. Some of you still have some trouble trying to find books like Second Hezekiah and chapters like Mark 22, which simply don't exist. Some of you are still paging around in your table of contents all of the time when you're trying to look up a certain Bible passage from strange, strange books like Colossians. I've even run across some of you, and I'm not going to say who, but you don't know how to find the Gospel of Luke. Some of us just don't flip that thing open very often. Even though we come here to this place and we hear the Scriptures read, even though we come here to this place and we recognize that our lives are dependent on the life of Him who saved us, We don't take much time out of our day to flip open his book, and I'm guilty of that sometimes too. I know what that's like. But a lot of other people know what it's like as well. Interestingly, recently in September, the Pew Research Group did a a survey of people throughout uh, different kinds of faiths, including unfaith, uh, atheists and agnostics, and they tried to figure out who knew the most about religion in general. Now, to be honest, these questions that they asked were about all different religions, including Hinduism and Buddhism and all sorts of different things. They weren't just about Christianity. But you know who scored the highest? It was the atheists and the agnostics. You know who scored the lowest? It was the Protestants. 
And you might say, well, that was about all of those other religions, and we don't really recognize those things as being, as being true. I don't necessarily recognize the stuff that a Hindu guy believes as being true in my life, so of course I'm not going to know that. They also did some checking up on only those answers that were Christian-specific. And Christians still got C's and D's in terms of things like where to find the book of Colossians and how many people were Jesus' disciples and stuff that we would think that, you know, it's kind of basic. And it just tells us that there's a little bit of a disconnect in our lives. That there's a disconnect if we believe these things and we're not reading them, then how does that really play out in our lives? And it's not just about Bible trivia. It's not just about knowing who Jeremiah's scribe was. His name was Baruch. It's not just about knowing where to find the book of Galatians. It's not just about knowing all of those little trivia bits. But it speaks to a problem that can develop very quickly that the Apostle Paul is talking about here. You see, if we stop reading the Word, if we stop reading that which is God-breathed and God-inspired, well, then we're just going to try to do this thing on our own. And we're going to begin to believe that cleanliness is next to godliness. Not in the Bible. And we're going to begin to believe that a fool and his money are soon parted. Also, not in the Bible. And we're going to believe that God helps those who help themselves. Also, not in the Bible. And we begin to take all of these things and add them into our belief when they're not necessarily anything that God wants us to be believing. The Apostle Paul says that in later days, perhaps even talking about today, people will close their ears to true doctrine that comes from the Bible and they'll begin to believe things that confirm their own passions. And today, well, I'm pretty much the expert on what my passions are. And so I figure that I can create a religion that is exactly what I'm passionate about. And that conforms to my passions and that conforms to my ideas. And without the Bible, those things never get checked. And without the Bible, we can begin to believe some things that are false and untrue and are not good for us. And when we start doing those things, we can start making the wrong call. If we don't know what God's will for our life is, what God's information for our life is, then we can start to make the wrong decisions in our life. And then assuming that He said those things, not, remember that, not remembering that we were the ones that said them, we'll begin to blame Him. And that's what a life of sin is all about. 
that we get turned in on ourselves, that we begin to see ourselves as the only authority, the only person that's able to make the call. And God knew that we were sinners. And because He knew that we were sinners, He came into our world and made the call for us. He came into our world and He made the call that we were unrighteous, that we were, well, stupid. That we didn't listen to His Word. That we didn't exactly understand what He had in mind for us. And so, instead of letting us flounder with trying to make our own decisions, which He knew would be the wrong decision almost every time, He came into our life and died on a cross and gave us the forgiveness of sins so that we might be restored. We might be alive. And that we might know truly what His Gospel is all about. And so if you don't know who Baruch is, or you don't know where to find Jeremiah, or perhaps you don't even know who three of the apostles were, or maybe you can't even come up with five of the Ten Commandments. You're forgiven. You're loved. But flip open that Bible. Because in there, you will find the words that I'm speaking from here, telling you, I've read this thing. And what it says in there is that you are loved and that God loved you so much that He died on a cross for you. He endured hell for you. And He came out of the tomb so that He could announce your forgiveness. It's the best story in the world. And if you don't open the book, you'll never know about it. Amen.